Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 65 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan I am Soda, you can find me on Twitter at uh-huh. Soda under- What? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, okay I. Yeah, my... I'm Ethan. You can find me on social media <laughs> at Viva La Ethan. <laughs> you, you told me it was going to get weird. You didn't tell me it was going to get weird that fast. Boy, I'll tell you. That one I had planned for like the last six weeks. And uh-huh. every time I went to go do it, I've always chickened out. And I don't know why. Ethan's on some uh, <laughs> possibly some some pretty decent pain medication right now for a toothache. Yes. So we'll see how this goes today. Yeah. See, Strap I was just thinking it. that was a part of that. Yeah, no. I should have. I should have went with it. <laughs> I'll I I promise you I will probably say something really weird through this episode. So we got more in the chamber. Um 65, dude. That's hard. That's a yes. that's a real tough number to figure out. And I found one. I did too. Yeah, I wonder I I doubt we'll have the same one because you tend to stay more new school. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we have the same one. All right. Who do you got? You want to do it on three? No. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> Just shoot him down, pal. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm going with um, Carl Adams. Let's see. There's no way we have what? the same one. There's No, there's no way we have the same one. I don't even know who that is. I don't either. But I know he who Glenn a- Jarrett is. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, he's Yours. a pit reporter and brother of Dale Jarrett. Older brother, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he raced for, he raced in 82 and 83, I think. Just a few races, not not a whole lot. I, I looked at, like, just to make sure exactly what he was in relation to everybody. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was Ned's brother since he was older than Dale or if he was just Dale's older brother. So I was just making sure. And he his best finish is 13th in 1983, I believe. And he drove a number 65. That is awesome. So how about that? How about and, that? An actual name that you might know. You know, he's a more of a pit reporter, you know, than a driver, but still. Yeah. When it did counts. your guy when did your guy drive? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. I don't know who that is. I just happened to uh I didn't know anybody off off the top of the dome with 65, so I had to search it. And um, I'm trying to see here if it's going to give me any sort of year. 19, 
looks like 75. Mm-hmm. But it has a really cool paint scheme. It's like, uh, oh, somebody, I think somebody had it as a throwback uh, here recently, but like uh, from like the A post to the hood, like uh, from the A post to the hood is like blue. The number on the side is white, and then the rest of the car is uh, red. So it's like a red, white, and blue. Um, kind of looks like a like a Wrangler paint scheme. I don't know why, but yeah, that's who I went with. I feel like that's that old style Pepsi paint oh, scheme. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Because Pepsi before, you know, they before they jumped on uh, Daryl Waltrip's cars with Mountain Dew and then the Pepsi Challenger, um, where they had that yellow Pepsi car, and then I think there was a white Pepsi car. Which that's a clean paint job, a white car with blue numbers with some red accents and Pepsi on the side of it. I don't know something about that. That paint job was clean, but uh, I want to say before that they ran a, like a real light blue, white and red. And I want to say they were kind of se- separated, like the colors were separated. It wasn't like an all all car one color kind of thing. It was like a, yeah. Part of the color was blue. Part of the car was blue. Part of the car was white. Part of the car was red. And that might be what kind of what you're looking at. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I don't see a picture of it. So, um, so how's your week been, man? Man, it's been long. <laughs> like, what is today? Thursday. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like it's Tuesday. Um, at work, I thought it was Saturday and then I realized that it was only Thursday. So I was pretty depressing, but yeah, I mean, it's been a long week. What about you, man? I have been figure hunting this week. Oh, they, you know, all those, uh, mailers have been dropping at all these Walmarts. It's like you have end caps of like four or five shelves full of brand new action figures. We just got ours, uh, last night. We like it was like three days ago because I see them dumping like all over, like all these different Walmarts all over the country. And I have two really big Walmarts that are within like 30 minutes of my work. So I'll take off out there to one of those during lunch, you know, and go check them out. And I've been constantly checking them. I was like, God, nothing, just nothing, nowhere. There's nothing anywhere. No NASCARs, no doc, no, uh, no action figures, no nothing. And then I go, randomly to my hometown Walmart, which is five minutes down the road, the one door Walmart that has four aisles of toys total. Yeah. And I'll be danged on an end cap. I was walking out with like six action figures. Oh man. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, goodness gracious. Why does this Walmart have it? And then I was like, well, if this Walmart has it, because there's a, because every one of them's different. Every one of them's got some that others don't. Yeah. You know, like, the greatest hit series wasn't in one of them that I looked at, but then I went to another one. The greatest hit series was in there, but they didn't have the uh, series that had like the boogeyman in it. Yeah. You know, but the other one did. And then there's another one that had uh, more of the WrestleMania figures. Like they had dusty and macho instead of just uh rock and Hogan. Yeah. You know, so I'm, you, you're going through all these different Walmarts because like 30 minutes down the road, I was like, well, there's another small Walmart 30 minutes down the road. I wonder. And I went in there. Sure enough, there was a bunch of them that I didn't have in the other one. I was like, okay, well, since they're starting to hit and this one's like, this other one's like 40 minutes the other direction, 
uh, on my lunch one day at work. I'm going to go back to it and see if they've got anything. And I found just about everything I've been looking for out of three Walmarts. So the only thing I haven't found is JBL. And I don't know. I haven't seen that set of Ruthless Aggression yet. So I don't know if I'm going to find JBL. But um, yeah, I've been at, it's been fun. You actually seeing stuff on the shelves. Yeah. That's, you know, that's awesome. And I was actually kind of surprised because uh, we got the, I think it's like SummerSlam set with the Hogan with the. Yeah, the G. Army Hogan. Yeah, the Army Hogan. And uh, Zeus. That, yeah, we got that set. <laughs> uh, we got Elite 100, which I thought was really cool. Um, Dude, I found a Chase Andre. Did you? Yeah, the one with the, the teal jacket. The uh, uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Yeah. I, oh, I saw that. I saw somebody say it on Twitter. <laughs> that was Jordan Cassatt. Good yeah, shout right. out to him. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, I'm at, right now. Who am I looking for? Um, oh shoot! Oh the um, the Mister America Austin Theory. Uh, we found the black the chase. I think it's the Black Panther. Jessica found that for me, and she knows I'm like massively into Austin theory and she picked it up for me as a surprise. And I was like, Oh, cool. But I thought that I thought the Mr. America was the chase. So I'm like, Oh, there's no way I'm going to find it. And then I went to ringside to see a picture of it. So I can send it to her. Um, because one wasn't good enough, you know, I had to have both of them. So we're on the search for that one. And then I, I realized that the black Panther is the, the chase. So I was like, Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, you might be able to find it pretty decent. I've seen it twice now at two different Walmarts. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't know you were looking for it. But honestly, 102, that's the, that's the series that that's in. Mm-hmm. That came out before the mailers came out in my area. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so that's the set with uh, Commissioner McFoley and Edge and all that. Yeah, yeah. Only problem is every single set I've seen has been destroyed. So mm-hmm. if you're men on card, then, you know, be careful. You know, I can't, I can't help you if you're men on card, but. If you're not, you know, I can have uh, seen him around once in a while. I just got to get back to those Walmarts because those Walmarts are a little bit out of the way. Yeah, I actually like uh, purposely always pick the most uh, messed up packaging because I am yeah. a loose collector. So for anyone that, like locally that's a uh, mock collector, I got you. I'll take <laughs> care of your uh, your dirty work, I guess. Man, I have picked up that Jake the Snake, uh, Bam Bam, Rikishi, uh, the Chase Boogeyman, the Chase Andre, the Chase Mr. America, um, the Hogan SummerSlam Army one, the Farouk, and Chainsaw Charlie. My Man, goodness. It's just so cool. It's just they're everywhere. I mean, you spread them out through a few days, but it's it's they're everywhere because none of these were all in one place. Yeah, but it was so cool actually having like a handful of these action figures going to check out for the first time in months, years, maybe. Have you? Uh, well, I say I'm after the Austin Theory. I am after the Austin Theory, but I'm also after the uh, Seth Rollins Ultimate and the Ray and Eddie Ultimate. I haven't and seen I, those. Have you seen Seth at all? I haven't seen. You're talking about the Ultimate? Yeah. I saw Seth in Elite 101 or 99 or something like that on the end cap display. Yeah, but not that ultimate. I haven't seen the ultimate set, the ultimate Andre. I guess those aren't hitting stores yet. Oh, see, I was getting kind of worried because, like, the closest Target, which my none of my local Walmarts will sell ultimates like at all. So I have to go like an hour and a half north or an hour and a half 
uh, east of us to find like a, the nearest target. And I went up there. Oh my gosh. It was right. It was like a week after Seth Rollins came out off of ringside pre-order. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, maybe that's enough time, you know, being antsy because I had the money at the time and I didn't see it. And I haven't been up there to check, you know, and I'm like, Oh no, I'm probably missing it. Just like Roman. <laughs> well, I really feel like I could find that Roman again, but I got to actually go to that because I saw it targets. Mm-hmm. I actually got to go out of my way and go to a target one day. Right. Um, but the other ultimates have been hitting lately at these uh, two Walmarts near my work. Not really not my small store, but like the best of with Triple H and um, Bret Hart. That's hit. The wow. Brock Lesnar WrestleMania seven ultimate warrior set that hit. So I'm assuming that they're going to just, I even saw, I think a yellow razor at one of them. That's awesome. So I, maybe they're going to start hitting, you know, I, I think the next wave to come out will be Andre and Seth. And after that, I'm not sure what it is. I think it would be, the, there's a, there's a set with Macho man in it. And I think AJ, no AJ styles is out now, right? Yes. What what set did he come in a set with Roman? Uh, no, AJ came with uh, Razor. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's hard for me to keep up with all this. I understand completely. <laughs> They're not numbered or anything, so it's just like there's two ultimates. Here's two ultimates, and then yep. here's three <laughs> ultimates. Here's three ultimates. Anyway, uh, well, this is a NASCAR podcast. Yes, welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> We lost so many people. <laughs> but at the same time, we probably got some people that yeah. don't normally stick around this long, too. So For like sure. That. Check out Pro Wrestling. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um, also, uh, shout out real quick to uh, Tim. My chest yes. shot. He, uh, he's sending me a Ross Chastain. A uh, GoPro Ross Chastain, I think, from Wave 8. Oh, the blue and white one? Yeah. Nice. I haven't seen anything new NASCAR wise lately. So, you know, that's really cool. But speaking of Ross, thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. Uh, It's not here yet. It will be here soon. Can't wait because I'm trying to get all these little 164 scale Ross Chastain cars. I can. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be pre ordering some pretty soon (gasps) because uh, he got a new sponsor. Oh yeah. Shout really fast. Shout out to Tim as well. He sent me a DM on Twitter asking if I was after any uh diecast as well. And I know wave three hasn't hit yet, so not yet. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Tim. Um yeah, you said Ross Chastain definitely announced that he has a new sponsorship going into twenty twenty four. And it's what we thought. It was, yeah. Right, yeah. But it's cool to see it official now. Uh, Bush Light, Bush Beer will be sponsoring Ross Chastain. I think that's an excellent fit. Yes. And I'm excited because that's some big time money coming to that team. Man. Uh, You know, this was a really fun uh, conversation that I think we could have. A couple, I want to say it was a couple months ago, Dale Jr. on the Dale Jr. Download was talking about Ross Chastain uh, in the midst of all of the controversy, I think after Kansas and stuff. And Dale Jr. said that uh, they needed Trackhouse and Ross Chastain especially 
I, well, I guess NASCAR. NASCAR really needed to take the horns with with Ross Chastain and like put him in commercials and you know just make kind of make him the head, not head person, but like the the what am I trying to say? The like face. not the mass, the face, the face. Thank you. Like yeah. the face of NASCAR. Um, and you know what? I think Bush Beer sponsoring Ross Chastain and Trackhouse Racing next year is going to have so many opportunities for Ross Chastain to go completely mainstream. And I think if they play their cards right with this sponsorship, that can absolutely happen. I I can't wait to see what Trackhouse does with the paint jobs. Oh gosh. Yes. I am so excited. I mean, I can't imagine it's going to be the same style of paint jobs that Kevin Harvick runs something I mean, because something about Trackhouse, there's like one or two cars that are, are a little hit and miss, but for the most part, their paint jobs look like they look like a next gen car compared to everybody yeah. else's. Like their cars look like they're in their 10 years into the future. Yes. And a lot of other cars out there, I mean, I, I say RFK is kind of that way too, to an extent on some of theirs, but a lot of the cars out there, they are not on the same level as Trackhouse when it comes to actually designing their cars. And I can't wait to see what they do with Bush. Yes. I, mm-hmm. That's a very, very prominent sponsor. And it's really cool to have my personal favorite driver out there right now. Uh, sponsored by beer again. Like yeah. my old favorite driver, Rusty Wallace. Cause that was, if that was such a good fit, which it was, that was an excellent fit with Rusty and Miller. I feel like Ross and Bush will be just as good of a fit. Yeah. Oh, dude. I, you know, what's, I, I was just thinking about this at work uh, last night. You know, are we looking at 2023's version of like a, a rookie Jeff Gordon? Like, can Ross Chastain, I mean, he already has a lot of gossip about him. He's already been in the limelight of NASCAR for, you know, well, mo- a majority of 2022 and a majority of this season already. Diehard NASCAR fans obviously know his name. You know, he's starting to he's starting to make a lot of momentum. And I'm wondering, is Ross Chastain the ne- the next mega superstar like Jeff Gordon was? Uh you know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see how he does on the track. You know, because like right now he's got three wins, which is which is fine over two years, two a uh, year and a half. You yeah, know, that's fine. Uh not saying that he has he's been in there more than a year and a half, obviously, but as far as actually coming into his own with uh, the organization finally getting their feet under him. Yeah. Pretty much it's last year and this year. For sure. You know, other than that, it was, it's kind of messy. Things were all over the place. I think he was still driving the 42 in 2021. So, you know, it, it's just kind of, it's taken some time to get it to that point. I don't know if he'll ever be like a big major mega star, yeah. but We'll see how he does on the track. Right now, if you're looking at how he does on the track, that team, that one team needs to find some consistency this year. Sure. They're kind of all over the place. Like, they'll do really good and dominate the race one week. And then, yes, granted, the next week was a street course. And that's definitely, you know, not something that's going to be on everybody's, you know, radar as far as something they're really good at. Right. But then it was Atlanta. And he had two second place finishes in 2022 at Atlanta and they couldn't get past about 10th or 12th 
And then they got caught up in a wreck because they were back there. So they, they need to find some consistency. I don't know if it's going to happen this week at New Hampshire, because I feel like that's the type of track that Ross isn't really that good at yet. Yeah. Because he's, he's just not a good short track racer right now. And New Hampshire is kind of like that in between. It's a mile long short track basically. And it's like a mile long Martinsville. Yeah. That's what New Hampshire is. For sure. And I just, I don't feel like that's a good pick for this weekend. I feel like you need to stay on mile and a half or two miles or maybe even super speedways with Ross Chastain. Some road courses, you know, like Coda, but like, I don't even think all the road courses are a good pick for Ross Chastain. Like, I don't think Sears Point is a good pick for him. I don't know if Watkins Glen would be a good pick for him or not. Yeah, the Indy one probably will be because that's more similar to Coda. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think they need to find some good uh, consistency to really see what they can do this year. But then they got that Bush money coming in. Who knows? I'm I'm telling you, I am absolutely telling you. And I'm not, this is coming from someone who loves to hate on Ross Chastain, even though I, I think he is one of the most talented NASCAR race car drivers we have today. If, and it's going to be a four, a, a four person, I guess, four person tango dance party here in 2024. Ross Chastain, Trackhouse, Bush, and, uh, what did, um, uh, well, hang on. Uh, uh Trackhouse, Ross Chastain, Bush, and, oh no, help me out. I don't know what you're going with. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We can edit this out. Hang on. I'll get there. Just give me it. Uh, who was it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ross Chastain, Bush, Trackhouse. Anyways, so there's, uh, <laughs> let's just say there's a three-way t- tango, <laughs> tingle, a tango next, uh, next season. If Bush, Trackhouse, Ross Chastain, and NASCAR, that was the fourth one. Thank you. Uh, NASCAR. <laughs> if those four entities can, play their cards right i feel like there's no better person in the nascar cup series to be the next uh jeff gordon than ross chastain uh there's not any more news i can think of is there any more news off the top of your head that you can think of um like that's the biggest thing that came out this week not news but uh, it was actually 30 years ago today we lost davy allison yeah i saw that i saw that this morning that was uh I remember hearing that on a uh, radio broadcast. Yeah, for the first time in a car, I think. I think we were in, driving in a car, and they broke in with that news. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't realize that he was. Um, he had died before you were born, too. Like I knew that, yeah. but I didn't realize that. Like I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I am, and that's the the cool thing about NASCAR. Uh, you know, I'm 29 years old, so he passed away. He had a career and passed away before I was even born. And Davey Allison is one of the most recognizable names that I know. I mean, if you say Davey Allison, I immediately think of that 28, uh, oh God, was it Texaco? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it was Texaco. Like, you know, I know exactly who Davey Allison is. I cannot tell you if I've actually sat down and watched a full race that he competed in but I know what car, you know, what number he drove. I know what his paint scheme looked like sponsorships, all that stuff. So it's really crazy that, you know, 
I, I know who that is. And that was just a little bit of a, a footprint of what he left on NASCAR. And just uh, like a little over five years too. Yeah. Because he was a rookie in 87 and died in uh, July 93. So five and a half years. That's wild. And a lot of people, a lot of people really, they have the opinion of if Davey had been able to keep going and he had filled out his whole career, Earnhardt probably wouldn't have seven championships and either, and Jeff Gordon wouldn't have championships he has either. It's hard. It's really hard to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Davey was runner-up, or I guess third. He was leading the points going into the Atlanta race in 92. Uh, so you have 93 and 94 right back-to-back back right there. I And as good as Ernie did in 94, and as good as Dale did in 95, and as good as Roush continued to be all the way up until 2000, yeah. I don't see how Davey wouldn't have had at least a couple of championships. For sure. And it just... It is what it is. It fell the way it did, but man, it, I won't say that he's, it's hard for me to say that he was my favorite driver when I was a kid because it was always rusty, but being from Alabama and he was one that I always pull for. Like if Rusty can't win, David can win. That's, that's what I want. If Rusty doesn't win, I want David to win. And then some tracks, you're like, well, Davey's going to win this. I, I want Davey to win this. Like, you go to Talladega, Davey's going to win this. I want, Davey's got to win Talladega. Right. You know, not, I, Rusty never did anything on a restricted plate. But Davey won just about every race he was in. You know, so, you know, I kept going back and forth between him and him and, uh, him and Rusty Wallace. So, I won't say that Davey was always my favorite driver, but he's one that, is elevated beyond like to a different status nowadays to me, just because of what he did and what he left behind and the fact that he was cut so short. I mean, it was awful. Anyway, let's move on from that. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go from that to how about that rain? Huh? Am I right in saying it's probably gonna rain again this weekend? New <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Yeah, it's raining. I know it's raining where I live every day, but, but yeah. geez, like when I was at work last Saturday or last Sunday and that heavy rain came through around around noon or so and I saw where it was going on that radar and I was like, uh, it's going right to Atlanta because I'm only like four or five hours away from Atlanta. It's headed right there, you know, the same rain. So I was thinking, I was like, this is going to kind of be stupid again, you know, yeah. but maybe they'll get get it in and they'll be able to dry the track and get the end of it. But no, it didn't work out that way. Just. And then somebody was actually saying on Twitter, one that don't proper clear kind of stuff, wasn't it? Say if they should have, uh, they should just shorten all the races of that short. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. I know. <laughs> I'm not in that camp at all. Yeah. If you're, if it's the cup series, it needs to be longer races than anything else. You have, to, that's, that's the point of it. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a battle of attrition. It's seeing if you can go that full distance, 500 miles, 600 miles at some point, you know, just, and they're not all like that because, you know, you do get 300 mile races once in a while, or you do get 400 mile races or 
even shorter than that on short tracks because a 500 lap race at Bristol is only 250 miles. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know where that mentality comes from. Is it does? I mean, it's been doing this way for 75 years. I don't understand why all of a sudden now, because we have a, is it because we have a bunch of young fans with attention deficit disorder because of looking at their phones and laptops and iPads and all this for their entire life? You know, everything's in TikTok short clips. They can't watch a five minute video. They got to watch a 30 second video. Yeah. It's honestly, dude, it's, it's really crazy. Um, the fact that I cannot set through a hour and a half movie, but I can sit there and watch 500 laps at Bristol and not take my eyes off it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy, man. Um, yeah, I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what the thought process of with that is, but I saw a lot of, uh, pushback on that idea on Twitter from board, door bumper clear. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of pushback from fans. I was like, no, I'm kind of liking the fact that cup has the hardest schedule because they have the longest races and you got to elevate that series above everything else. I mean, for sure. And I think it was Brett Griffin who was really like going with the whole, we need to shorten, shorten the, the races and stuff. I mean, like for the first time in a long time for watching this cup race at Atlanta, I was I was sitting there thinking, man, I really want to watch this race all the way to the end. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I, I hate that it's ending Yeah, so much earlier than it needs to. I want to see the rest of it. Dude, that was, you know, if, if you have a product that is that good and the fans are lashing out saying, oh, you know, we why can't we race the next day or whatever? Like, that's because we want to watch your product. I, that's a good problem to have. Right. So I don't know, like normally I'm pretty spot on with everything Brett says, but on this one, he makes me feel like he, with having this opinion, it, I feel like he tries to eat beef jerky through a straw. You know, like, does that make sense though? Uh, kinda like, <laughs> I bet like, because he has this opinion, I bet he'd wear like a, like a shirt in public that says like, organ donor to try to get like a free lunch from Arby's. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm totally not with that whole thing. Like, man, I wish every race the cup race went to was 500 miles. You know, now you get to like a Michigan or a Richmond and you're probably going to regret that. Or I would, but I mean, Atlanta's, Oh man, that was, that was fantastic racing, man. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense that they keep everything within like a three to four hour window. Right. That's the that's the timing that they want to get down. So that's where they move the mileage and stuff around. That's like that's why Pocono has went down from five hundred to four hundred. Right. Because the Pocono races were like four and a half hours long. It's just too long. Yeah, there are some that are too long. You know, like. The ones that go over four hours without any major accidents, ma- major incidents, that's too long. You need to start looking at dialing it back a little bit. But the ones that go from probably probably three and a half to four, I think that's a decent length. Yeah. I think that's that's what you want. I think that's what NASCAR wants. 
in general. But um, well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Atlanta and the Fantasy Cup. And we got a question to answer. So we'll do that real quick. Um, before we take the break, I want, to, want you guys to uh, check out skinnymixes.com. I have a, we have a code there, Marbles, and the Marbles has a code there. If you use the code Marbles at checkout, you will get 10% off your very first order. It works. We tried it ourselves. Even we have ordered there before, but you're allowed to use the code once. And SkinnyMixes.com is where you can find your trendy TikTok order that's all over the place right now. And you can also find um, different syrups and mixes for drinks and coffees and things like this. And a lot of it's sugar-free. A lot of it caters to the keto diet. So if you check out their website, skinnymixes.com, you're going to find something that you like, I promise. Use code MARBLES at checkout and get 10% off first order. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here. I'm pulling up a chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, but come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, but yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. And before we start talking about Atlanta, I do want to apologize. I know my connection was a little rough last week. I think it got better as the show went on from what I could hear when I was editing it. But I had a bunch of kids here and they were using the Wi-Fi. So hopefully this week it'll be a little better. I don't I won't know this until I go to edit it. So I might <laughs> you know be breaking up as I'm saying it right now. But I think with nobody on the internet I in the house, I think it, I think I'm good. So yeah. we're gonna go go with it. Say, like, yeah, it's better this week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, do you want to run down the fantasy cup before we go to Atlanta, or do you want to do that after? Honestly, after the day I had, I don't even want to talk about it at all. <laughs> uh, like even even nobody slides, really had a great day. I certainly didn't, for sure. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Justin, man, I now I don't have it, the notebook right in front of me, so I don't. I forgot who he picked. He picked uh, Brad Kozlowski. Kozlowski. Yes, that's right. So Brad Kozlowski absolutely should have won this race, in my opinion. Uh, Ryan Blaney was battling with him the entire time. Well, that's true. They were up there 1-2 most of the race. That was my pick. So 
the Cinderella story would have been Brad Keselowski over that, uh, over mm-hmm. Ryan Blaney. Um, in my opinion, I thought Brad Keselowski had it won uh, because it was interesting that he never, I don't know, he. Ne- I don't think he made any sort of like egregious, is that a word? Egregious? It's close. Egregious. <laughs> what am I trying to say here? <laughs> I think that's right. I think that's right. Egregious. Okay. You know, that, for anybody that's listening, like, I I just want to do like one episode of me just like a like a what's that called a com a compilation uh-huh. episode of me just fumbling <laughs> words and then like every time I say a word that doesn't make sense, just you have to take a shot. Uh, anyways, but honestly, like you're right, Brad Kozlowski, Ryan Blaney, uh, up there the entire time. So I was scared that that uh justin was going to get another win uh but he did improve his uh point standings lead it was four points he added 20 points to that so now he is 24 points ahead of matt who is in second drew vinsel third soda you are solidly in fourth jessica has made her way back up to the top five josh is sixth john is seventh bobby 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 (laughs) who's bobby billy Billy is in eighth. I have slipped all the way back to ninth. Uh, Nicole, she has slipped her way into the top ten after having after struggling profusely all season, and she is in the top ten. Uh, RJ is in eleventh. Rock is twelfth. Tim is in thirteenth. Caitlin fourteenth. Joe fifteenth. Still looking for that first win. And Jody, the Canadian, is rounding out the field. <laughs> In 16th, I lost the least amount of points to the points leader this week, so I'm not I'm not feeling too bad on a personal level as far as that goes because I know that my guy could have won the race. It all depended on who was behind who because you had teammates on one half and teammates on the other half. You know, you had you had Busher uh, with Keselowski the whole time. Sometimes Busher would lead, sometimes Keselowski would lead, and then you had up there uh, Blaney and Cendrick. I believe, and I think Logano was up there at one point too. So it was just what teammate was going to help who and when and how. Exactly. As to how the end of that race was going to go. And um, as far as the race itself goes, you had like a, it was kind of like what happened last week, only, no, it was pretty much the same thing. Everybody knew that it was going to end a little early. Nobody knew when it was going to end and nobody knew that, um, you know, like last week, nobody knew that NASCAR was going to call it when they called it. Right. Right. So they gave him a warning, but you had part of the field saying, well, I'm going to predict this warning, you know? So they came into the pits when the other half didn't, that's kind of what happened this week. Yeah. Like you had this, these people, they're like, well, I think it's going to go to the end of the stage. And then you had some people was like, well, no, I think it's going to go past the end of the stage. So they're, they're kind of doing their fuel strategies based on that. And that's what ended up having certain people be up front at the end of it when they hadn't been up front all day long. Yeah. And then other people trying to come back through the field and just not enough time to come back through the field as good as you can be, there's, there was just wasn't a good time at the end before it finally got called for rain. But William Byron wound up winning the race. 
and okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, fourth, fourth of the season. Yeah. He's had the same paint scheme for all four seasons, uh, for all four <laughs> wins so far. Like, oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. As long as far as the events go in the race, there really was, there's really not a whole lot to talk about as far as the actual race itself goes. It's just, it was really good racing. My goodness. It was extremely good racing. And some people, I saw some people complaining, oh, they're just going single file. They're just riding. They're not doing anything. It's like, no, they, they race when they want to race. That's every track's like that. If they want to log laps and make it through the stage or make it through the race or whatever, then they're going to do that. But if they want to actually go for the stage win, there's junk happening all over the place the last 15, 20 laps of that. Right. But and they're trying know, to get in position for it. The one thing I loved about this the most is that this race made passing fun. It made it super fun to watch. Like, okay, if if you know your third car in line, you're gonna dive to the bottom line. Are you gonna clear both cars in one turn? If you don't clear them, how many cars are gonna get past you? You know, I mean, it was really, really fun. It it's it is a lot like what you see at Daytona and Talladega, only it seems like it's happening in fast forward. Yes, because like when you dive down and make a move like that, Talladega, you can run beside the dude for maybe half a lap before you finally start easing back, you know, and then they just slowly get by you. But at this track, you make that dive, you better jump in front of them because if you yeah. don't within coming out of the next corner, you're back four or five spots. It, it's it really seems like I, I guess it's just because it's a smaller track. But it seems like they put that Daytona and Talladega style racing and they just fast forwarded it. Like everything happens faster. Like you need a quicker reaction time. You need um, more momentum than you would need. You need to complete your, your stuff a lot faster than you would be at Talladega and Daytona. Because if somebody decides they're going to come down and help you, you got like a whole straightaway to make that decision. Yeah. At Talladega and Daytona. Here, if they don't go with you, and you don't make the pass, ain't nobody. It's, it's too much time. I mean, it's not it's not enough time to do that. To have somebody say, "Well, maybe I'm going to go down there." No, by the time you think you're going to go down there, they're already going backwards if they didn't make the pass. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It just I don't hate it. Um, it's really fun to watch. I wonder how frustrating that is on the driver's part because you don't hear that many drivers coming out and saying, "Oh, I love this style of racing here. I love this racetrack and what they've done with it." Right. You don't hear that often. But, you know, the fans and the announcers, they're screaming how much they love it. So I guess it's, that's super speedway racing in general, though, isn't it? Because the drivers feel the same way about Daytona Talladega. Absolutely. 100%. And I loved it just because it had that big, big fight feel to it. I mean, it felt like legitimately anybody could have won this. Like, I mean, just like Ricky Stenhouse wins the Daytona 500 earlier this season, just like Austin Dillon won Daytona, you know, to get into the playoffs last season, like we were kind of mentioning last week. I mean, man, anyone could have won this race, but it was William Byron for the fourth time with the same pick scheme. All those people behind them too. that are like, man, they haven't gotten a win in a long time or they've never gotten a win. It was just somebody else could win it, but no. Just got to be William Byron. 
Which but, I mean, don't don't get don't get me twisted. Like I I, I want to set more exciting. Yeah, you know, I mean, I obviously I knew Ty Gibbs wasn't going to win because of Ross Chastain Chastained him. You know, I'm not, I'm just <laughs> just totally kidding. Um, you know, I was so upset because oh man, I think my my second pick was Brad Kozlowski or Ryan Blady. So uh, man, trying to think outside the box with my picks. Um, just backfired profusely. I don't know why, where I was going with that train of thought. So there's that, though. <laughs> I think the new term, though, after this week should be legacied. Oh, man. Oh, yes. That 43 was in everything. My goodness. I mean, he was hitting everybody. It's, at some point, you're like, do you black flag somebody? Because, like, yeah, Ross Chastain caused a wreck here and there, but he wasn't just... He didn't cause all the wrecks that day. You know, 43 caused all the wrecks that day. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> Except for the one that Bowman got loose and took Hamlin out, you know. That's, yeah. Other than that, the 43 pretty much was right in the middle of all of it. So, I don't know. That was, that was rough. And he wasn't even that, that bad either. He was running pretty decent. It's just, God, he seemed like he was right center of attention the whole time. Yeah, but you know nobody's gonna talk about that because no. Ross Chastain wasn't the one that was bumping everybody and all that. So it's like, oh well, he'll he'll you know get better next week or he had a bad race. Like, no, it's it's a much deeper issue when it's Ross Chastain. But that's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> that's why we love to talk about him. <laughs> um, nobody won the uh, fantasy cup prize this week. I know it was close. I know it was close. <laughs> But nobody won it this week. It's going to be moved out to another uh, another race down the line. Uh, not there's not going to be a prize this weekend. I'm not going to give a prize for New Hampshire. New Hampshire, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all right. New Hampshire's all right. I don't have anything really bad about New Hampshire, but I mean, there's nothing really great about it either. Like it can be interesting, but usually there's not a big strong battle for the win. Like ever, I don't think I've ever yeah. seen a real big strong battle for the win. I think I remember Robbie Gordon wrecked somebody to win once, and I think yeah. that's the only thing I remember. I believe he wrecked uh, or he spun Jeff Gordon. Yeah, I thought I thought that was right, but I didn't want to say it. Yeah. Um, the things I remember about New Hampshire is the two drivers that died there in 2000 because of a throttle sticking. Yeah, and. What else? Uh, Jeff Burton being the last driver to lead from lap to lap to win. Nobody passed anybody all day long. That's pretty much my biggest memories of New Hampshire. Yeah. Just nothing Nothing really stands out. I mean, like, it's fine. Once in a while you get some. Isn't this the racetrack where they, it rained a couple years ago in turn one and, like, all the Gibbs guys wrecked in turn one? Yes, soda. Yes, it was. <laughs> Kyle Bush was in the lead and was looking pretty dominant. And this was New Hampshire 2021. And it was raining. It was downpouring in turn one and two or, or three and four or something like that. I think it was. It was one and two. Yeah, it was one and two. And then it was sunshine and, and happy beans over in three and four. And no caution was. And then Kyle Bush backed it up into the wall. So, yep, that was uh, that was. Yep, that was it. Sure was. And that's when he hit the pace car. Who? Kyle? 
cow. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Speaking of hitting the pace car, dude, they're talking about making a Days of, Th- Days of Thunder 2. Yeah. Like, that's a realistic thing that's going to finally happen after however many years it's been. Almost 30, 33 years now. Yeah. So, I'm excited. I hope it happens. Yeah. I mean, I've watched Days of Thunder, I think, once. Once. How long ago was that? Uh, Man, it was like... I know it was after we started the podcast, so it was in the last year. That is probably the best NASCAR movie. Yeah. I mean, way better than, oh, Tom Cruise, help me, Tom Cruise, or yeah. whatever, you know, like that clown was. But um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. I, I, I wouldn't say I loved it. Like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, I'm bored. I'm going to watch Days of Thunder. But I'm very, very excited to see what they're going to do with this. Is it going to be a modern day? Is it going to be like today's race cars? Or is it going to be, you know, where it left off in the first one? I I can't. It has to be modern day. It has to be like a, it would have to be closer to Cars 3 as far as the story goes, where you have a, driver that's won so much like it's been so big in the sport and now he's past his prime and he's starting to lose and he's threatening to get fired or something if he doesn't do something good in this one race or maybe he goes out and does it his own way for his last year or something like that and ends up training like the next person to come along and take his place or something i mean that's that's kind of like what cars three was yeah and I always felt like that would be an excellent story for Days of Thunder 2. And then they made Cars 3. I was like, well, I don't kind of need Days of Thunder 2 now because they made my story with the Cars universe. And it was really good. Cars 3 was. So, you know, it, it'd be cool to see it actually in a NASCAR context yeah, as opposed I, yeah. to the Cars universe. But but still, I mean, what would be cool is if – because Cole Trickle was a uh, – looking at the Cars 3 story, Cole, Cole Trickle was a sprint car driver. Yes. Before he came to NASCAR, it would be cool if he went back to his roots and did dirt track racing to yeah. try to hone his skills a little bit better. Like I can imagine how Days of Thunder would tackle dirt track racing. Oh man, golly! It would be fun. I, I hope they, I hope they get creative with it, and I hope it's, I hope it's an interesting idea. I hope it's an interesting movie. I hope they do something that we're not expecting. Now, like, check this out. Now, just you know. Walk with me for a second. Days of Thunder 2, the long lost story of Buckshot Jones. <laughs> How about that? The long lost story of Steve Park. <laughs> what if one of the characters, one of the new characters come in? His name is Buckshot. Oh my, I would literally. Buckshot a, McGee, something like that. <laughs> I would do a backflip and re-break my neck and just be so happy about it like i hope buckshot is somewhere in that movie (laughs) that would be awesome i think that's the name that drew should use one day for his podcast this is buckshot mcgee (laughs) yeah some of those my goodness popped me right off the start oh man oh that's awesome I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I mean, the Atlanta race, that, that's pretty much it. We covered it. Uh, yeah. It rained it short, unfortunately. All of our picks were kind of mired in the back of the field, midfield and all that. Um, some of us had some 
bad luck with the 43 car wrecking somebody and then it all all heck breaking loose. Yep. And you know, I'm thankful I only lost four points, I think, to the leader. So that's cool. Double points are coming up two more times this year. And, and I cannot gonna, wait for that to happen. It's gonna turn things on on its head <laughs> a little bit. And I think that's pretty much it for Atlanta, unless you got anything else you want to talk about with it. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's like there's nothing nothing eventful that happened during a race. It's just the race itself was a lot of really good racing. And it was fun to watch. And I hate that it got cut short. That's pretty much the whole story of the weekend. Yeah. I mean, spot on. Like, I agree with you 100%. Like, New Hampshire is going to be, I mean, fun because I'm a NASCAR fan. And that's what I like to do is watch NASCAR racing. But remember uh, when we were headed to Nashville and I wasn't very excited about it? Mm -hmm. This is insert that reaction here. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's Loudon, New Hampshire. All right. Cool. It'll be fun. But one thing, uh, going back to the first topic we were talking about really fast, um, Ross Chastain and Kevin Harvick and stuff. Uh, how funny is it? This just popped up on Instagram, and I thought it was super funny. I think, I don't know where they were racing at, but it was in the Xfinity series. And uh, I don't know, Kevin Harvick was racing some, I think maybe a junior motorsports or something. Um, and Ross Chastain was in the 42. And they got together or something, and Harvick was just really upset. And he was like, yeah, that's why Rasha Sane will never be in the Cup Series. <laughs> yada, 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 all this just trash talking. Now, speed up a couple of years, and Rasha Sane is in a top – well, I would, I would consider it a top tier. Eh, maybe not. Uh, but a very close to being a top tier team. And now he's taking over your sponsor. That's wild. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, a couple more things that I came across here that I want to mention that I've saved in the pictures. Speaking of Harvick, the deal with him and Childress on the uh, parade lap, that was pretty cool. That was very cool. And that 29 car probably would have lapped the entire field in within the first stage. Yeah. Because that 29 car is probably set up to go 199 around that racetrack. Maybe more than that now that they banked it as much as they did. And those other cars barely go 180. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like turn turn Childress out there. He'll he'll probably get a, a probably get a good win today. <laughs> he'll win by six or seven laps easily. Um you mentioned the uh you you texted me about the Kyle Bush paint job. I thought it was excellent. That red, white, and blue. Oh, did I text? That, yeah, you, you asked me. I was like, what did you think about that Cowbush text, uh, Cowbush paint job? I was like, oh. oh. But I think I, maybe it was on Twitter, but I didn't read it right away. And oh. so I got a picture of it and I saved it. And I was like, yeah, that's a really, really nice. Probably the best looking Cheddar's car so far. Yeah, I definitely, I love that paint scheme for some reason. It looks so good. I'm looking at a picture of William Byron. Didn't Byron win in the Valvoline car this year? You said he won the same paint job all year long. Didn't he win the Valvoline though? Where where would that have been? 
I thought one of the first races he won was in Valvoline because he was an exhausted this weekend, right? Yeah, I'm just looking uh, at the pictures. I'm just looking at the pictures I saved on my phone. Yes. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, did you happen to check out the In the Marbles account where I found that Davy Allison telephone? I don't know if I did. <laughs> it was a great show today. Great. Oh, it's very riveting. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> this is awesome. But I found my telephone. I found the old uh, Davy Allison telephone. It's actually a car. And you just sit it on your shelf like a die cast. It's got a cord hanging out the back of it for the wall. Yeah. And you pick up the car. And that's what, because the the little, um, I don't know what you call it. The part that actually hangs it up, the button that the that receiver in that, that hangs up. No, the there's rece- a button. The oh, button oh, that 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 stays pushed in to hang it up. And when you lift the phone up, the button lifts up, and that's when you get the dial tone. Oh. It doesn't have a box that you put the phone on. The the box is actually just a table, because when you put the car down, wheels down, oh, I see. It automatically yeah. hangs up the phone because it pushes the button in. Gotcha. And when you lift it up the button pops out and you got all your numbers and your speakers and you just hold the whole car up to your head like a phone. Nice. It I check out the, uh, in the marbles, uh, Twitter account. Yeah. There. I, I found it today. Did you? Yeah. It's really cool. But the headlights actually light up too when it rains, but yeah. I have no way of testing that because I don't have a landline. So, Oh, <laughs> how like, let's just take a minute. How fun would that be? Like you're just sitting, you know, cooking dinner or something and like ring, 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 you know, and like, oh, and you like pick up your Davy out, you know, your, your race car phone, put a phone, a race car up to your ear. I like the joy that must bring. I am so jealous. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would literally go out of my way just to get a landline, just to know what that joyous feeling feels like. What's funny is I actually did not have this one as a kid. I had a Richard Petty one as a kid. So like as a teenager, I was in my room with the landline. I had the Richard Petty phone. Mm -hmm. I found the Davy Allison one at like a yard sale or a flea market or something for like five bucks. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm getting this for like $5. You know, I mean, come on. It's a Davy Allison telephone. (laughs) That's awesome. I don't know how many they made, but I know for a fact they made, they probably made an Earnhardt too, but I know for a fact they made a Davy Allison and Richard Petty. It's very fitting that you would share that today. Yeah, right. Of all days, you know, that's awesome. Um, So we have, I think we're going to try to go ahead and close out the show. You have a question before we get out here, right? Yes. Our good friend and in the marbles fantasy cup participant, John Brown messaged me and he has a question. and. To kind of put a little context with it, um, he messaged me and he was he was just pretty much saying that he wished NBC would show more races like USA had Atlanta, but the week uh, before NBC had the Chicago and like the Chicago street race. And then NBC, I think this week had women's golf mm-hmm. or something instead of having the Atlanta race. And he just wanted to ask us what our opinions are uh, bouncing back and forth with channels like do they just need to make up their mind like why i guess like why does uh st- like stations say that they're going to have the nascar race and then something comes up like 
let's say the Olympics or, you know, whatever. And then we have to go to a different channel. What I always, I, it, it doesn't really bother me as much. I think once you start a race on a channel, you should finish it on that channel. For sure. It, I mean, it's always funny that we, we were like, even I remember one year we got pushed back the Daytona 500 got pushed to another channel or got cut short or something like that because the Simpsons premiere was coming on. Oh my. That's, that's bull. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, come on, that's just straight up. That can't happen. They can wait or they can go check it out online, offer for free online or something. This is a sport. You know, this isn't a TV show. This is a sport. You know, everything's happening live right there in front of you, and it's not taped and ready to play at any time you can possibly play on your own network. Yeah. You know, so as far as that part goes, when they start a race at one channel, they should finish it at one channel. I don't mind them jumping week to week, but I don't like it when they don't jump to a sports channel. Like, when NBC used to go to TNT and now they're going to USA. I don't like that, but they took away NBC sports. So I don't know where else I can get, you know, like that's what they were doing last year or the year before or whatever. They were going to NBC sports, but that's not there now. It's like yeah. Fox doesn't go to FX. They go to FS one, you know, and then they got an FS two that they can go to if they need to. So, I don't mind it jumping around in their own brand, but I really don't like it when they just jump to regular old cable programming. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't fit it to me. I, I understand that how maybe USA might be more households than other shows or the channels would, but it's not on brand. You know, I don't know. As long as that makes any sense, you don't see NFL jumping to Paramount. I mean, right. I guess I guess you do. I guess you do actually. They are streaming on Paramount, but there's a there's a television station on DirecTV called Paramount, and like CBS, who all was CBS own? Is it they own Nickelodeon, don't they? Oh, dude, I have no idea. But just it, for reference, you don't see the NFL jumping from Fox to FX, right? Yeah, or the Super Bowl going from ABC to uh disney xd or whatever it's called yeah you don't see that mess happening right right so why would that be okay to happen in nascar i mean we're at one point yeah okay nascar is not as big as nfl right now but at one point it was rivaling rivalry yeah i can now i can't say a word hey the nfl and ratings and all that i mean it really was in the early 2000s yeah it was legit number two going to number one at that point. But we still were jumping at that point from Fox to FS1 and NBC to TNT. So I don't know. And Fox might have used to do, do the FX thing, but they don't do it anymore. Now it's all FS1. But that's my, my take on it. I don't like it when they jump to a non-sports channel, but jumping from channel to channel doesn't bother me. I just... I'd rather it just stay to sports stations. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you as long. I mean, it's going to be weird, you know, if I need to flip to the food channel network to watch a NASCAR cup series race. <laughs> um, or CNBC I, done yeah, that before. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I try really hard to uh, get ahead of. So like 
if it's a rain delay, you know, let's say it's Monday morning or whatever, uh, I always check the guide because I still have cable. Uh, check the guide to see what channel it is on, just to avoid any sort of confusion uh, the day of. But I could completely see the frustration on John's part, where he might be just coming home from work, and it's you know, oh, it's you know, went from Fox to NBC, so he goes to NBC, and all of a sudden there's women, you know, women's golf. You know, like now he has to figure out if he even has the channel. You know, if he has cable or if he has a streaming service, he might not get that. USA network, you know, so I completely understand where he's coming from. Uh, you know, for me, like I try to be self-conscious about, is that the right term? I don't think so. I try (laughs) to be self-conscious about, uh, understanding that like not everybody, you know, you asked, why does this happen to NASCAR? Well, unfortunately NASCAR is like you said, not as popular as NHL or whatever, NFL, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, I, I try to, you know, understand that whatever show is kind of eating into our NASCAR time or whatever on NBC, it might be super important to the people watching it. You know, like even if it is, I don't know, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? You know, there's some diehard, you know, millionaire fans out there that really want to watch that episode or whatever. I try to be mindful of that. You know, like I would be upset if, you know, if it was vice versa. So I would like to, you know, if NASCAR has to change it to USA, like make it super, like, I just want you to advertise the crap out of that because, of people like John Brown who might be coming home from work not knowing, you know, it's going to be on a different, like, I didn't see any sort of publicity or like any sort of advertisement that it was going to be on USA. Maybe I just was totally overlooking it. I didn't notice it either. Yeah. So, I mean, when I saw, I mean, I saw it on the the Facebook post that NASCAR put out. I was like, uh, today on USA. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's weird. So I knew where it was and I knew where to find it and I had no trouble with it. Uh, But if I, you know, they post that little uh, promotion poster literally every single Sunday. Oh, it's race day. I mean, some little tiny, you know, change like that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to notice that. It's the same old poster that you post every single, you know, Sunday morning. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, I know it's on NBC. So I get it. Um, I think we went, real long on that question but but yeah um it is i guess the biggest i I get out of it is uh when bob pockers posts on twitter the lineup for the entire weekend you know like he'll copy and paste from his notes yeah and put it over there and it'll have the truck practice the truck qualifying xfinity practice xfinity qualifying and cup and all of it you know what channel it's on what time it's on eastern all that kind of stuff so that's I usually just save that the minute I see him post set up on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I know all we can. Cause that's everything listed right there. And I don't have to be looking around for anything. So exactly really fast. I know we are, we're, we're running along tonight. Um, so world of outlaw game, it's supposed to be announced today. Something, something come in like new information. And it has a screenshot of, uh, was that my, uh, wingless sprints. Yeah, it's midget cars. Yeah, midget. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and it, it looks like it is uh, Christopher Bell. 
in the 71 and it looks like it's at the chili bowl which i've been to that racetrack and i've <laughs> competed as a crew chief at that racetrack so i'm really excited and i am checking right now and no no update no new information ever since the 4th of july so we're going to be watching that real close and we're going to bring you up to date next week i assume it's probably going to be like a 10 dollar download because it's basically a class and a few tracks yeah so you know uh it'd be cool i haven't raced a no i didn't get tony stewart's dirt track racing game i did not either but so i haven't raced a midget car on a console since probably andretti racing oh wow back in 1994 1995 on the sega genesis jeez he had indy cars midgets and nascar there and I want to say Jeff O'Dine was the NASCAR driver. Like that was back then. It wasn't not all these games had all NASCAR, you know, teams and drivers like that. Right. They were uh, driver oriented like Bill Elliott's NASCAR challenge back on the Nintendo had two drivers. I remember off the top of my head that you could, uh, that you knew that were out there that you would recognize. And that was Jeff O'Dine in the five Levi Barrett, Levi Garrett car and um, Bill Elliott in the nine. And yep. then Kyle Petty had a racing game a uh, long time later than that. And Kyle Petty was pretty much the only driver you could pick from. And this was like an Andretti racing thing where uh, Mario Andretti, Michael Andretti and Jeff O'Dine were the cars you could pick from depending on what class you were going to. So, or maybe not pick, you could pick, pick them, but at the same time, you could, you know, they were also racing against you if you didn't pick them, but those, those would be the only drivers you knew. Right. And everybody else would be made up fantasy drivers. That That's kind of how games used to be. Um, nowadays they all got to be real or everybody, you know, pitches a fit about it. So, I mean, that's how it is with the NASCAR licensing and stuff like that, but I haven't raced a midget dirt track on a console since probably the mid nineties on second chances. So that's going to be fun. I can't wait for it, but I think that's it. We're going to get out of here, man. A uh, good hour long show, hour, 10 minutes or so. I know you have to get ready for work. I just got home from work. Yeah. But you, now you have to go and oh yeah, go to sleep and get ready yes. for work. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, I have something I've got to do here in about an hour. So let's get on out of here, dude. Let's uh, uh-huh. go over the, Podcast drafting partners real quick. Uh, Philly Postable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, Drunk Wrestling History, a side project off of uh, from Scott from that show. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Go check out some of their past shows. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. A fun retrospective podcast on a bunch of uh, older shows, wrestling shows and stuff like that. They do watch-alongs and stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Howling with the Wolf and Jason Wolf and also his uh, Chop Shop. I'm pretty much getting two custom figures a month from there. So that's really cool. Uh, Magic and the Mouse, uh, Disney World podcast. They also have a uh, YouTube channel called uh, Anyone Can Cook, where they do Disney World recipes. And that's all I got. Who you got, Ethan? Yeah, really fun stuff over there on the Instagram from Anyone Can Cook. I've been kind of following that along uh, along with that a little bit. And I'm not going to attempt any of that, but um, <laughs> they make it really fun and interactive. So go check that out. Uh, as always, uh, 
Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Um, still waiting on this past uh, Sunday's episode. I'm really excited. I love Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And I'm just going to say, I hope they're not like thinking about shutting down shop on that podcast because, man, I love that podcast. And it makes me nervous that I think they might be. But uh, So go check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, go listen to the archives. You know it's fake, right? Saturday morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for Travis Fowler. It's on sabbatical, but check out the archives of uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. You heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. I have a suggestion for a top five. Okay. Top five best acting and acids because my heartburn lately has been absolutely off the charts. Horrible. Man, I don't know what it is, but it is, it'd be hurting. Or I, I guess the kids be saying it'd be busting. Is that what it is? I don't think so. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know what that means. So we're going to go ahead and just go away from that. Uh, Boston? Or is it? It's bussing, but I really don't bussin'. think. I, no, bussing. No T. Bussing. But I don't think that's the context for it. How are you getting to school today? I'm bussing. That's, no, that's not it either. Oh, okay. Well, then here we are. Uh, like Tales from the Estate. Also, go check out Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim at a Chair Shots podcast. Go check that out. Uh, Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. Three Brews Podcast with, oh, yeah. So before I do their thing, so Ty called me out on Snapchat. He was like, who is Tyrone? I don't know who Tyrone is. <laughs> so he doesn't, I, I don't think he likes me doing it. So got a <clears throat> three, three brews podcast with Ryan, AJ and Tyrone. So you can't like, say that you don't like something because that's I, just gonna make people do it even more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. Uh, so go check out. Let me just one more time. Three brews podcast with Brian, AJ and Tyrone. Tyrone Boyle Angers is what I call them. Uh, really, actually, a fantastic show. One of my favorites, right up there with Tales. Uh, and you know, I do have a question for them now. So, with this uh, Ross Chastain deal with uh, Bush Beer or Anheuser Busch, I really, I've never been a beer drinker ever, but I kind of want to be. <laughs> If that makes sense. Like I want to kind of be cool. Cause like if I'm drinking alcohol, which does not happen very often, uh, like three Smirnoffs and I am on a whole different planet and I want to be like, I kind of want to feel more like a man, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to go drink a six pack of what, you know, I don't know. But like if, if somebody could like a starter, like how do you fuel someone's alcoholism? Is I guess my question. Like, what would be your your um, start off beer for someone who doesn't like drinking beer? So I'll uh, get their minds going with that. So I can't wait to hear that answer because I'm ready to drink some beer. I guess, but some of that Ross Chastain merch was really cool. Yeah, it is. I, I haven't bought any yet, but it is. Some of those hoodies and those hats were clean and they look really good. Uh, rounding it out, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, has a podcast called Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast. I am still waiting 
on my Bubba Wallace from two weeks ago. I've been emailing uh, Lionel Racing back and forth uh, throughout the show, trying to figure out where that Bubba Wallace uh, diecast is, and we are trying to figure that out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my night or my day. So, but that is all I got. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate and review and follow us on all the social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at in the marvelous pod. And you can find us on Facebook as well. Uh, that's all we are. That's all where we are right now. We haven't jumped into any other thing that's popping up yet. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, you can also email the show at in the marvelous pod at gmail.com. And if you go to watermaneuver.net, click the search by store tab, scroll down to in the marbles and you'll find our t-shirts. Also again, skinnymixes.com. Use code marbles at checkout for 10% off your first order. And, before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? As always, peace, love, and all of the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles. <laughs>